Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. We have a special guest today. We got Leo Torres, a YouTuber that I've actually been watching for a for a little bit uh, now, and uh, I'm super excited for him to come on. I guess I got on the game just a little bit after you got started. You probably had um 30 or 40 videos and i was just looking over your uh your your channel now man you you put out you put out some videos man yeah. and it, it's good to see you're you're super busy with it and uh man just going back and seeing that okay so before we go there like your first two videos were spanish videos right <laughs> right yeah so right. um i'm married to uh i'm married to a mexican so sometimes i i, I make Mexican jokes because sometimes I forget I'm white. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just grew. I grew up around the culture and all that, so sometimes I forget I'm white. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little bit, like how the how the the channel started with the the two the two Mexican videos, Hispanic videos, and <laughs> and the, that music. Okay, originally I wanted to just create a channel. Oh, first of all, thank you for for having me on. I appreciate you for sure. Yeah, inviting me. thanks for being here. <laughs> Originally, I started the channel with the intention of just posting some of my performances because I'm a musician. I play I play guitar, and my grandfather taught me how to play guitar, and he taught me all the Spanish romantic, you know, love songs that you would usually get hired for, like to serenade someone mm-hmm. or like special occasions and things like that. And I just wanted to have a channel where I can upload those types of videos, and then if, if anybody had any questions about what I sounded like, they can turn to that channel. When um, when COVID hit. I wanted to, to turn it into a channel of teaching kids how to play guitar, and I wanted to do it for free on, online, just to you know have have a place for other kids to to occupy their time, you know, at home and learn something re- rather than just sitting there playing video games or wasting time on the internet, you know. And I started. It, there was a lot of things that were going on at home. Honestly, um, I, I just um, I, I was in a relationship with someone who was Christian. I was not Christian, uh, but I wasn't necessarily an atheist. I was somewhere in in the middle. You know, I believed in God, but I didn't know, you know, what how to dress him, how to address him. I, I was just just uh, a, a Ronin, if you will. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of the world right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and my girlfriend was listening. She would always have christian music playing in the background and i tried my best to tune it out but every once in a while being the musician that i was i'd catch like a drum beat and i'm like oh that was pretty cool mm-hmm. uh, or you know I'd, I'd catch a catchy little melody and i'm like oh i like that melody and one day i was on my way back home from from uh, having a date with her and she lived she lived about an hour away so i had an hour drive and i said hey earlier there was a song in the radio and it had a beautiful little melody. It was like, da, 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 she was like, oh, that's, that's oceans. And I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm sitting in the car and I'm looking for it. And I couldn't find, I know I heard the little intro of oceans and I'm like, that's not it. And I went forward. Like I was expecting it to have the same structure that mm-hmm. secular music had, you know, chorus, you know, and I was expecting that to be the chorus, not even never knowing that it was, it was the, the the ending, you know, towards the end. Anyway, to make a long story longer, um, I I ended up not listening to it. So I'm I'm home. I'm I'm I get home. Um, I was following this this popular photographer on Instagram that was taking photos of these these 
really good musicians, like real popular musicians, you know, like YouTube and I mean, YouTube, uh, Bono and all these, all these musicians, Paul McCartney. And I thought one day I'd like to do that. I'd like to, 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 to take pictures of, of, of artists. And he, w- I would always message his uh, comment on his pictures. He'd never respond. He'd never respond. And one day he, he posted a comment. He says, Hey, I'm starting a new project. I, I, I'm putting out an album because I'm a musician as well. Is there anyone out there who would be interested in listening to the album and just give me, giving me some feedback? And I'm like me. So that's the first time he acknowledged me. And then I, I'm sitting there, you know, listening to his music and, and it was on SoundCloud and on SoundCloud, you can add little notes. So I added little notes to it. And I'm like, Hey, I like the bridge. I like the guitar. I like the way the drum is. I feel like this needs more volume. And he was just, surprised with my with my with my notes and he goes dude have you ever considered being like a a music critic and i'm like no he's like you should really consider it so i i just left that in the back burner so fast forward that that was i I went back a little bit but so fast forward i'm listening to the to i'm trying to find oceans couldn't find it get home i put on my i put on my headphones and i'm listening to music and i'm just you know i just listen to it and 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 let it let it just wash wash me you know bathe Gave me. I like. I like to like dunk into music and just let it be a part of me. And then out of nowhere, I'm gonna go into it a little bit weird. Well, it's weird because I I don't really like to say it out loud. But all that week, that entire week, there was nothing but three, three, three everywhere. Just three, 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 three. And to me, that's that's God calling me and saying, "Hey, pay attention. I've got something for you." And I was sitting there listening to some music. And then out of nowhere, I had to stop it because I get this warm feeling in, in the pit of my stomach and, I'm, and I turn off the music and I said, okay, what, you know, what is it? <laughs> and uh, at the time, there was a situation that was happening here with, with, at home because I live with my mom. Uh, I was helping her out with, with, with rent because they couldn't do it on their own. And um, my stepdad was just being just, he had tormented her for 30 years and I was at the time I was praying to God that something would just come, come and, and, and help our household. I'm like, I'm not looking to get rich. I'm not looking to, to, you know, live a a luxurious lifestyle. I just want, I just want to be able to, to supplement my stepfather's income and have him leave, you know, because enough is enough. And when I was listening to the music, he said, uh, I paused and I had that conversation with him and he said, what do you want? What is it that you want? And I'm like, I, I, I'd like to try out this something with music. And he goes, be specific. I'm like, I'd like to find, I'd like to critique music. I'd like to listen to music and, and, and have that be a thing, you know? And he said, okay, well, make a reaction channel. <laughs> and I'm like, reaction channel? I've never, I've never reacted to music ever before in my life. And he's like, well, you're a video editor because that's what I used to do before. You're a video editor. You know how to make videos. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't have lighting. And to everything I had a yeah, but, you know, yeah, Yeah. but I I don't have lighting. And it says, well, you have that Walmart lamp. Yeah, but I don't have good camera. You have your cell phone. Start out out with your cell phone. And so finally I said, well, yeah, but where do I start? And that melody played in my head. Ocean's that little, little, you know. And I'm like, but this is Christian music and I'm not a Christian and I don't know anything about Christian music. And he said, exactly. Just, 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 just do that. Just listen to the music and I'll do the rest. And, um, I press record. I just press record on that first oceans video. It was the most awkward <laughs> video I think that I have. And, and it just went from there. That's so. crazy. 
Uh, your story kind of reminds me of a good friend of mine here in Houston. His name is Trey Non, and he was uh, he does uh, Christian hip hop. And the way he got saved was uh, he rented uh, audio equipment, and this this church was broken into, and uh, so they rented some audio equipment with it. And so he came and he was running sound for him every week. And he was like, you know, four or five weeks went on and he's sitting in church for those four or five weeks running sound. And he said the next thing he knew, like after the fifth, fourth or fifth week, the the minister just, you know, just said, hey, you know, there's somebody here that's been here for a while and you've been hearing the word. And he said, the next thing I know that I'm I'm leaving the sound booth and walking down to the, uh, you know, to the front of the church. And it was just like that a situation that had nothing to do with anything, but mm-hmm. You know, you listening to that song or him being there in, because of him him doing something else just really just God snatched his heart, you know. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's awesome. Hey, that. OK, so I see all the music. So how long you been doing music? Uh, since I was 14. 14. Um, yeah. And, and I'm about to be 40 soon. So for a, for a while. I was, very, I was, I'm terrible at math. So <laughs> a long time, a long time, a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, is that one behind you? Is that the cigar, uh, banjo or yeah, it's a ukulele. Ukulele. I mine did. Yeah. Yeah. I so I've seen it on one of your, uh, I've seen it on one of your videos. <laughs> so James here, he's, he's one of our hosts uh, on the refuge project. He, uh, he's a awesome musician and plays in a band and everything. And, uh, so when I seen that, I was just like, that would be something that you would, that you would like, <laughs> Really dig, you know. That's something that I would learn how to play like three chords on, yeah. just so I could play one song. And then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then well, never, yeah. If you know three chords, you could play dozens of songs. That was right? I, you could play all Christian music. <laughs> you just move that capo songs. around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just yeah. move that capo yeah. and you get it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, well, if I ever make it to Texas, I could probably I can have my friend make one, and uh, I'll take it. I'll take it for you. Yeah, that would be um, amazing. He makes he makes a bases out of these giant tequila um, boxes, oh, really? wooden boxes. Oh wow! He, uh, people send him all kinds of stuff. They asked him if, if he can make a, a, a ba- I think it was a four string guitar from an ammo box, like a one of those <laughs> old yeah, yeah, yeah. metal yeah. ones. And he he makes them electric, and he adds all the stuff. He's he's really yeah, because people do that out of like. All, like anything you can think of but is it yeah. basically just they stick a pickup in there and uh like what yeah. what are you that's pretty much it yeah well, well this one's acoustic i've asked him if it could if he could put a sound hole on it so he can get a nice cleaner sound he said yeah. at, at the time he was like no nah, he wasn't comfortable doing it but he's i've seen that he's done a lot of stuff i'll, I'll send you the link of that's some of the work that he's yeah. done yeah. yeah and he'll add just a basic pickup on there too so you mostly play guitar i'm guessing mostly guitar yeah that, that's what my grandfather taught me so I was sitting there wanting him to teach me. So I was bugging him with playing Nirvana's uh, it "Smells Like Teen Spirit" yeah, over and over yeah. and over again until mm-hmm. he finally got fed up and he's like, "Come here, I'll show you." How to play. <laughs> I was so like, "Yeah, cool." Spanish I... love songs instead. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, naturally, right? That's a natural. <laughs> From grunge. Come here, mijo. I'm gonna turn you into Romeo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, th- thankfully to that, I've, I've been I've made a decent living. You know, it's gotten me out of a lot of a lot of tight spots. That's yeah, awesome. Being able to just pick up the guitar, go to a restaurant, and play for tips, or to get hired for gigs, things like that. It's just, it's been fun. That's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> I think one of the things that I, I like about your videos the most is that you're so honest, you know, and uh, vulnerable in your videos, and and let letting the people, your watchers, be able to really lean into what you're doing. Um, 
I know I've, uh, there's been a couple times where you would begin to cry or you would begin to show emotion. And I was so like captivated by the way you were watching it. Like I was sharing your emotion just because like you were so honest in the video. Is that something that, that that's the way you live your life or uh, you're just so ingrained in music that when, when music's played that you just kind of just fall into place? It's it's a little bit of of everything. When I was a kid, you know, I grew up like with my stepfather always being this aggressive. This when he was drunk, he was just a completely different person. Um, I remember just watching, and I'd be sen- sort of sensitive to to facial expressions. I kind of already knew when something was going to happen, so I became a little bit more sensitive to to that. Just to be able to tell when someone's moving in a in a different direction, to be able to tell like these little micro expressions when someone's sad, when someone's happy, when someone you know. And for a really for a really long time, music was my escape. I would I would whenever you, everybody has that song. If you if you're sad, you know exactly which song to turn on that's going and put on that's going to hit you, you know, and make you cry and and just wash out, you know, all that emotional mm-hmm. garbage, everything that you've been that you've been holding on to. It's my therapy. Like I, like before COVID, I would just go. I'd go to karaoke nights and just sing my heart out. So it's something that I feel on on a, on a on on a deeper level than just, just, I don't know, uh, uh, just mentally. Um, I had an uncle when, when I first started singing, cause I used to go to the serenades with my, with my uncles and my, my grandfather, when I first started learning to play, I have an uncle who just sings so beautifully. And I would always tell him, I said, I'd go, you like, how do you do it? How is it that you sing? And, and I could feel everything that you're, that you're singing. And he goes, well, there's a difference between singing a song and interpreting it. And being able to just, you know, the lyrics, you know, the chords and you're singing it. And, and there's a technical part of it where you can fake it and, and, and try to to invoke an emotion. He goes, but what I do is I pretend that I wrote that song, that that's my story, yeah. that that pain that that singer felt is my pain. So I put on the story and then I sing it. And when I tried that, I it, it just takes it. It takes music to a, to an entirely different level. It puts you in the headspace of that of the composer. It, it makes you feel their pain, you know, on, on a on a deeper level. But with Christian music, you can't really you can't really do that. You know, you have to. It, it's something. It's it's something else. So you have to. If I put myself in the position of of the songwriters, I'd have to be in love with 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 Christ. And how do you do that as a non Christian? Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. how do you do that? So. The closest thing, like the, the first video that I ever cried to was um, um, As You Find Me. And so I had to really listen to the lyrics, um, the way that it was sung. And I remember, actually, no, it was on So Will I. I was sobbing so much, I cut out a lot of it. Yeah, so the emotions, man, is just is just one of the things that just really that, 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 um, captivated me. I think that it's... Sh- sh- Men showing that those type of, type of emotions is something that that a culture right now was not really into. You know that man has to be strong and don't. You know you when you're a kid, you know you, you're told, "Hey, get up! It, it don't hurt. Don't cry." You know, as little boys, you know, and, and as that grows, that I think that uh, when we get as men, we 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 missing something there because we're we're taught not to show the emotion, and I think. That we should be able to do that a little bit more than uh, than than what, what we do. So, uh, I think that's something. Which is a weird idea for me because either way, we do end up showing that emotion. It comes out as anger, yeah, and that's yeah. that's an emotion too. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, it, 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 and it's healthy. It really is healthy. But when I was sitting there crying with So Will I and I cut out all that those pieces, um, I was just about to hit the stop button, like stop recording. But then I thought, wait a minute, then it's not going to be a reaction. It's just going to, I'm going to, the second time around, it's going to be fake. Yeah. And some, something was just like, leave it, just leave it. And even though I did cut some of it out, it's just me just sitting there, like literally just, I'm like, I don't want to just have, you know, five minutes of me just with my head down <laughs> and sobbing. And I, I let it, I, I let it, I let it roll. And then another one, uh, Reckless Love hit me. And so that's where things, that was, that's when things kind of change on your YouTube channel, right? When, right, when you, when you reacted to Reckless Love. Uh, yeah. So I know you was about to get in. So get into that a little bit. Tell us, tell us a little bit about, you know, how the, how God was moving through your life while you was watching that and then the motions, because I know at first you was just, and I love the way you, when you said a while ago, you, uh, you translated the song and I love the way you translate that, that song in particular, how you really, you tell the story through melodically that'll work yeah, that's uh, a word. through, through the word, uh, through the song and really, uh, let people understand how the bass drum when, when when the baby was in the womb, you know, and how you yeah. tell that story through music, and almost didn't even need lyrics, mm. you know, the way you <laughs> the way you told the story, you know. Uh, so tell us a little bit, uh, you know, the reaction uh, and then how your YouTube channel really changed it, and maybe your life at that point it changed. Sure. Um. Well, it, it all kind of circles right back to, to my stepfather. Um, that was right before my stepfather left. But the, the, the tension in my house had built up so much that I, I, re, I, I always realized, like my mother was, my, my mother has been incredibly kind to this man. She, everything that he has is because my mother has always pushed to, to, to get. We lived in Compton. I was raised in Compton, and we lived in the back house for a while. We lived in a in a little small trailer for a good while, and you know, him, with him being drunk and breaking things every time he would he would be upset. And seeing my mother's patience and seeing how kind she was to him, um, listening to that song, just it was just a, a reminder that no matter where we are, God is always reaching out to you. He's always going to the place where He meets you where you are, right? And even though it, that that song has a lot of controversy, some people don't like the word reckless. Again, it goes back to putting yourself in the position of the songwriter. And I imagine Corey putting himself in a reckless situation, just being in a place where he maybe he thought God wasn't going to reach him. You know, like like where I grew up, Santa Claus didn't come there. You know, yeah. there was no Superman doesn't show up there. Like no one comes to help you. There's violence everywhere. There's there's drugs everywhere at every corner. You can't even play in the street without without hearing gunshots in the next block over things like that. So people put themselves in a situation where they where they feel where they've gone so far away from God where they feel that God can't can't reach me. I'm I'm in a reckless situation here. In order for in order for God to reach me, He has to be reckless because He has to go through all kinds of stuff just to be able to to get to where I am and. Hearing that and and seeing my mother's patience and seeing how the violence in my house was growing, I had that question at the end where it was just like, why can't we love this way? God loves us in such a way that he would do anything for you, like anything. He would sacrifice and put himself last just so that someone else can have comfort. I see my mom doing that for me. I saw my grandparents do that for me. I know that it's possible. I know that it's that it's doable for another human being to sacrifice their comfort 
for the comfort of others. You know, I've I've done it myself, so I know this is possible. So this is sort of like this question that it was meant for people to 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 take a moment to reflect to for uh, introspection and for them to ask myself like why 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 if God loves me in this way and He pours His love freely why why won't I I I worded it incorrectly I should have said why won't we love in this way but people were like well we can't because we live in a simple world and I get that uh, and that answer is, is valid and I'm not trying to 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 reject that answer but my real question was why won't we so I'm sitting there listening to the song I'm I'm emotional because it's such a beautiful you know the lyrics just that one phrase that says when I was your foe your your love still fought for me and that was that was my story I grew up catholic I you know I was I was threatened to be kicked out of the church and after that core representation of god I thought there, there can't be a god there you know so I I walked the world as an atheist I was angry I was uh, resentful. I struck up conversations with street preachers, and I gave them a piece of my mind to the point where I know I upset them, and I, some, you know, I, I got pleasure out of that, and I don't like, I don't like who I was at the time, but, um, but something shifted at, at at one point, and and that lyric was just, it just spoke to me because I was his foe, you know, I was, I was against him, and even then he still protected me, he still guided me he still you know i was i was a i wasn't even a good atheist to be honest i was the worst atheist ever because i still i would still talk to him you know and, and he would still guide me and um they'd have kicked you out too yeah <laughs> and, and when i had that it, <laughs> yeah like whoa like i would have to turn in my atheist card because like what are you doing bro you're paying can you tell us about atheist. uh your kind of just your background growing up because i know you said you were raised catholic but you got kicked out of the church for having questions like how old were you like how did all that go down i was 18 so my my grandfather so the summer that my grandfather passed away was a really emotional um was a really emotional summer for me because i was 16 my mother left mexico to to flee my my father because he was a drunk and and he was abusive and he threatened to take me so my mom said my my actually my grandfather who's my my father figure my only father figure he um he gave my mom all the money that he had and said you're gonna have to you're gonna have to leave because this man's gonna take your child and you're never gonna see him again. So my mom came to the U.S. and brought me when I was two, um, and took me to the beautiful city of of, of Compton. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and she did a fantastic job raising me. I I think because I stayed away from drugs and I stayed away from the, the gangs and and all that. It was easy. It was in every corner. All, some of my friends ended up. Uh, either either in drugs or in jail or like a teacher used to say you're going to end up in jail or in hell you know <laughs> one of the two and um so we left we left that so when i was 16 i became a resident a legal resident at age 12 and then at age 14 14 15 and 16 i would go to mexico so i learned how to play guitar over the summer I kept, I'd come back, I'd practice my, my chords. I went back when I was 15. My grandfather said, you still remember all your chords? Yes, well, you're coming with us. And that was a, my first experience performing at a, at a house and getting paid. You know, so you know we, we ate some really good tacos that night. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we got paid, right? So um, when I was 16 and I returned, he was already too old. He could hardly hold a note. You know, his guitar was, he wouldn't even, you could hardly hear him his guitar anymore. And he, his health declined 
drastically and I would go out with my uncles but he got really sad because he couldn't do what he did his entire life he couldn't play anymore but that same summer my dad my real father found out that I was in Mexico so he he called and he came to visit and we had I guess we had a, a thing we had an encounter we caught up on some things and then watching my grandfather you know his health decline and he passed in, in August of, of 99, it, it was really emotional because I met my real father for that for the first time, and I lost who I consider to be my grandfather, my my mm. you know who's my, my my real father. And when I when when I was 15, 16, I, I played guitar at the Catholic Church here in, in where there in Compton. Um, I was I was involved in the church in the Catholic Church. And I had questions because the night, I, I don't know, I don't know how weird you want to get, but we the night that my grandfather passed, <laughs> the night that my grandfather passed away, um, in Mexico, you have the bakers, they bake all night and to make a little extra money instead of having a little bread that's about the size of a, of, I don't know, like a, like a small bowl, they make them gigantic, right? To sell them for a little extra cash right, at night. My grandmother said, you know, I need you to go get some more bread for the people who were there praying the rosary. And I said, okay. So, and I, I walk and all of a sudden the lights in the entire block went out and I'm grabbing onto this post, you know, scared. Uh, actually, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because on my way there, I was having a conversation with God and I said, God, like, you know, you gave me a father and I'm grateful for the father that you gave me. Um, he took good care of me. He always made sure that I was safe. Um, can you please just do me a favor? Give me, I asked the first sign. I said, give me a sign that, that he will continue, that you will continue to guide, guide me and, and protect me, you know, now that he's not here. And as soon as I said that, the lights went out in the entire block and I grabbed onto this post and I looked behind me and the block before me, the block behind me, all their lights were on and the block ahead of me, all of their lights were on. Wow. <laughs> and then suddenly I felt this warm sensation in the pit of my stomach and I felt like this warm, like hug. And I said, is that it? Like, is that, is that your sign? And then the lights came on. Wow. Right? So that stayed with me every single time that I need help with something, a light will flicker. And that's like, I, that's my call to be still and to just receive the guidance, you know? And I explained this to an uncle of mine, my uh, son of my, my grandfather, um, who at the time was Catholic, but was married to a Jehovah witness. And he had his questions, so obviously she answered them for him, and he converted. So he became a Jehovah Witness. So one day I'm sitting there and I'm explaining to to him. Oh, go ahead. Okay, so I'm sitting there and I'm explaining to him, like you know, the lights and and all my my experiences. And he said, "I'm sorry, me hope, but that's that's that, that doesn't happen. That's not true. That's the devil. He's messing with you, and he's." He's making you believe that, that, that God is, is guiding you, but you need to be careful with that because he could be guiding you towards, you know, towards damnation. And that started to stir things up inside of me because I really felt really well connected to God and I felt like God was really with me. And now for the first time, I wasn't so sure. So I, I asked the priest at my church, I said, is this true? Is it true that my, you know, that God doesn't help us anymore, that he's not with us? And he sort of gave me the runaround and he told me to read this other book that he had 
and, and I said, could you please just, I just wanted an answer. I said, could you please just answer my question? And he didn't really give me a direct answer. So I said, okay, I left it alone. Then one, one day I'm, I'm playing guitar in, in mass. And I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with, with Catholic uh, masses, but sometimes the present, the procession to come in into the church for the priest and they bring the Bible and they bring all the, the sacred, you know, things. Sometimes it's really long. So the, the leader of the, of the choir said, Leo, we need you to do a little guitar solo to sort of make the song a little longer. So I did. I did a nice little simple scale. Nothing crazy. It's not like I turned on the distortion and went Carlos Santana on it. You know, it's just nice and simple. Well, the priest, I guess he mistook my, my questions for, for me being, me doubting the faith. Yeah, disobedient. And after, yeah. yeah, and after, after the mass is over, he comes up to me and he says, hey, listen, he goes, when people come to this church, they come to praise God. They don't come to praise you. Mm. If you ever do, if you ever play the way that you played again, I'm going to kick you out of this church. You're not wow. going to be welcome in this church anymore. Wow. So that, to me, was was the final you know, blow to the gut. And I said, who is this man who's supposed to be he's supposed to lead me to God? He's supposed to be the representative of God. He's supposed to represent the love and kindness of God. And here he is trying to kick me out for something that I didn't do. I was just asking a simple question. So after that, I said, there is no God. Like he can't, he, this can't be real. This can't be a thing because, you know, I didn't know which way was up anymore. You know, my uncles, my uncles planted that seed of doubt. The priest didn't know how to answer that. So I was like, wait a minute. Is there something that I, have I been lying to myself this entire time? Have I been lied to this entire time? And, you know, it's one thing to be an atheist and to grow up not believing in God because you might have a discussion with someone and you might have doubt and you might be skeptical and you might even be cynical. But when, 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 the, when the church hurts you and you become an atheist, that's a whole different monster because now you're resentful, you're angry, you're sarcastic, you're cynical, you want to you wanna hit, you know, you, you want to strike. And that was me for about 10 years. Yeah. I, I had uh, kind of a, the same experience. Uh, you know, I we just celebrated 100 years here in our church uh, last month. And, uh, you know, both of our families, uh, James and I, both of our families are from the original church. Uh, but I was the same thing. You know, you got, got that church hurt. And for 10 years, man, uh, you know, I was out there, you know, living on the streets and gangbanging and drugs and alcohol, the whole nine yards. Um, because, you know, it's one of those things like, like as young people, you're curious, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot that this world has to offer and we just need people to be honest with us, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of times the elders in the church, they, they don't remember what it is to be young and curious, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and as, especially as young men, you know, we have this, we have this drive inside of us and, and we are curious and we do, uh, have questions that need to be answered. And it's important that we have people in our lives that speak truth to us, uh, and that take time with us, you know? And, um, and the problem is up until, I think there's kind of a shift right now, but there, there's been a lack of, of, of men in in the faith for a long time you know the 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 women in the church have really ran the church and they've been the ones that have been in the prayer meetings and and really just behind the scenes making things move 
and there's been a lack of, of, of men leadership in the household. There's been a lack of leadership in the church uh, to really show us what it looks like. And in every step of life, we need a man for men to show us what the next step look like, you know. And uh, sometimes, you know, I think that uh, in the faith that we, we have, there's a lack of that sometimes. Yeah. 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 And, and so what do you do in, in situations like that? You know, it's it's challenging, and I can only imagine how much more diff, how much, how more difficult it must be uh, when you're dealing with things like addiction. And yeah, thankfully, yeah, sure. I, I I've never dealt I've never dealt with that, but I do have a sensitivity for people who do that because or do have that because of my of my stepfather. You know, yeah. I, I it's not someone that I resent or I don't hate him, but I understand him because he did. A hard life. His father was really hard on him, so he doesn't know how to be. Right. You know, to him, being a man is being puffed, puffing his chest up, and just being the loudest person in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we think is is leadership, forcing people. And from what I've seen in in the church, um, from just an outside perspective, there's there's a lot of conversion, but there's no transformation. Wow! And I think it's, Come on. There there should be some some form of inner transformation and emotional intelligence and, and and a full understanding of why it is that we feel angry about certain about the things that we feel angry about why do i why does it hurt me when someone says you know some abc to me yeah, yeah and really understanding yourself and, and and diving deep into your to your um, to yourself <laughs> so so how as a man how how do you, how do you handle that because you've you've been failed by a lot of men in your life from you know from the priest to a father to a stepfather um, how do you deal with that to try to make yourself better? Because a lot of people can, you know, they can either turn out like the people that have done bad to them or yeah. they can, you know, turn all the way around from that and say, I'll never be that way. How, how did you kind of, uh, as a young boy, 14, 15 years old, when uh, 16 years old, when your grandfather had passed, so now that 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 one person that you could trust and, and lean on is now gone? How did that kind of like set you off until you, you know, now you hear you are 40. Uh, I struggled with that for a good while. Uh, and especially when I was an atheist, uh, I think the thing that, that helped me the most were the little, the little phrases that my grandfather used to, used to say that stayed with me. And one of those were that you learn from experience. He said, he would tell me, he goes, you learn from experience and you learn from your own experience, or you can learn from the experience of others. And, making note of not having a father and seeing what my stepdad was, knowing that I wanted to be nothing like them, promising myself that I would never, never drink, promising myself that I would never harm a woman, promising that I would never, promising, just keeping these tiny little promises to myself that I didn't want to be what I had. I wanted to be something else. And remembering that my grandfather would say, well, that like I can, you can learn from, from, I, I, there was a lot to learn from my stepfather's anger. There was a lot of, a lot to learn from the priest, uh, sort of backtracking and, and, and not knowing how to handle questions. Um, there's a lot to learn from my father who just, it, it's interesting because it all circles back. I, I talked to my father for the first time yesterday. Um, you know, my, my, um, I haven't spoken to him in, I hadn't spoken to him, I think, in 10 years and, he got a hold of my mom, and and they've been talking, and sort of just mending their relationship. And he keeps asking about me, like, why why is Leonardo so upset with me? Why doesn't he want to talk to me? And I have my reasons. He he was he was a little cruel, uh, you know, 
even even through the phone. But I decided I decided okay, I'm not angry at him. I'm not hurt at what he did or what he didn't do or what he failed to do. Um, he has his reasons. Understanding, trying to step into his headspace. That's big for me. He's trying to step into his headspace and wonder why did he become the way that he did. And he sort of went into it a, a little bit yesterday. He, his, his mom died when he was young and he was bullied. So in order for him to not be bullied, he had to be the, the toughest kid in the block. And so, yeah, that mean, that meant fighting. That meant, you know, being the manliest, drinking the most, you know, all that. Um, so I had a conversation with him yesterday and we, we mended things. I sort of, I, 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 the mom that I left, I let him off the hook. I didn't, I didn't, tell him everything that I felt. I didn't tell him that he should have been a, he should have been there. I, I just let it go. Cause it's, I let it go because it's healthier for me. That's exactly right. And I know, I know who I want to be. And I know that I don't want to be resentful. I don't want to be angry. I, I know. Cause I know the nature of that. I know the nature of what happens when you're angry. Cause I saw it in my stepdad. I know the nature of, of, uh, of, well, my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like your grandfather gave you a very mature perspective uh, of the different situations that were going on in your life. And it seems that that's carried you out through, you know, through your early 20s and 30s. And here you are almost 40 years old. And to to hear you speak, it's a, um, a very mature way to look at things that it takes a lot of people, um, a lot of bad decisions to, to get mature perspective and that's one of the things yeah. I, I, uh, I appreciate about James here is that he has some of those same mature perspectives in life. Um, and he didn't have to find those through yeah. mistakes like I did, you know. Uh, so yeah. it's, re- it's really re- refreshing to hear young men to have that mature perspective. So all of that happened in your life. And then you find yourself sitting in front of Reckless Love, Corey's, <laughs> Corey's singing this song. And just kind of run us through that process and those feelings and all those things that were were happening there, and then you know, the the when all that was over, you had that YouTube strike. You know, kind of run us through that. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't have said this a few you know two years ago, but really the the credit does go to God because He knew what I needed. I didn't have to ask and demand that, you know, my stepdad uh, leave and all that. But he knew exactly what I needed. And when Reckless Love came out, uh, I saw the views, you know, rising. My my comments started to increase. And I remember calling my girlfriend and going, like, I don't know if I can handle all these comments. Like, there's, you know, a lot of people, like, and I was, like, 3,000 subscribers or something like that. And I'm like, I can't, like, I, I don't know what to do. She's like, look, if you want to quit, quit. But... If you want to keep going, keep going. Like, don't don't worry about about the numbers. Don't worry about the people. Just do as much as you can. So I said, okay, fine. Like, I I, I went I went with it. But uh, with with reckless love, I got really emotional. I saw I saw that that um, because of all the the cold things that happened in my life, all the bad things that that happened in my life, and how I changed my perspective, and also all the good things that God pointed pointed out in life. I, I'd like to say that I play hide and seek with God. And I like to, to to find him in in people and in places and even in bad situations. I said, "Oh, I see, I see you. I see where you are. Like, I see you right there. You know, you're right there." And um, and with reckless love, 
it started to get a lot of attention. And with when, when you're doing videos on YouTube, specifically with music, you're going to run into copyright claims, right? Yeah. So I had a copyright claim on, on that song. I disputed it. And in most cases, when when you dispute something like that, like, hey, I'm just reacting to it. I'm not making money. I'm not selling a product. I'm not doing anything like that. Um, they will usually just release the claim and let you use the song. Um, but with, with Reckless Love, they denied it again. And they blocked it. Bethel was like, we're not having it. You can't, you can't play our music on your channel. So um, rather than getting upset, I, I accepted it. I said, okay, that's fine. And so what I did was I went on, on Instagram and I posted to people and I said, hey, Reckless Love is going to get deleted. If you want to watch it, you have five days to watch it before it gets deleted because it gets, it, it's getting blocked by Bethel. No, I said it's getting blocked. Well, people started commenting and, t and messaging Corey. And they were like, dude, how can you do this to him? You, you know, obviously, he was touched by your song. And I can't believe that you, you know, you're blocking his music. And, and why are you doing this? And, and he responded to some uh, most of the comments. I got tons of, of screenshots of him responding to them and saying, like, it's, it's not me. And then finally, he reached out to me and he said, hey, I want you to know that I, I saw your video. I was really moved by your video. Um, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to fight for this. And, and I'm going to contact Bethel. Like, you know, just hang on. So then the next day he sent me a message and he said, Hey, I talked to Bethel. They're going to release the claim and, wow. and they're going to allow you to have the song. So he saved it. And then suddenly this, this, that song just picked up and a lot of people started watching it. And that's, that was the turning point. Corey coming in, doing, doing what he does, you know, love, love on, loving on people. I'm just a stranger, a non-Christian and he, he showed that love. And that's sort of the tiny little seeds that were beginning to be planted in me. Of of me seeing Christians differently. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a faith builder for sure, right? Uh, just yeah. a, a little a block on top of a block builds our faith. What's the, what's the video at uh, as far as views now? Um, that was the first video to hit a million views. It's I think at two point two million views now. Wow, that's wow, that's, that's, that's you think crazy. they yeah. probably blocked or were initially blocking that because I, I feel like there was a bunch of controversy around that song when it came out. At least a lot more than like most of their other songs, do you think they were just kind of like, oh. hey, let's kind of get rid of as much of this stuff as possible? It, possibly. Um, I, I ran into, I've run into a lot of of musicians that get blocked. Elevation Worship is the one that I, I, I just can't do anymore on the channel because they block I contacted... Pardon? They block everything. They block everything. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because I, I've noticed that other channels don't get blocked. So I don't know what it is about my channel. I don't know. I don't think they're, they're just, it's just it's just blocked. Mm -hmm. um, I, I I reached out to them to to their team, and they said, "Yeah, you can use our songs." And I'm like, I'm trying to explain to you that every time I post something, it gets blocked. It goes, "No, it would get blocked if you're trying to make money off of it." And I'm like, "But I'm not. I, like, it's not. It's not like I even have the choice to to just leave it with a copyright claim. It just gets blocked entirely." She goes. Uh, the person that I was talking to, they were like, "Okay, well, we'll we'll let you we'll let you use it, but we'll monetize the 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 video, meaning that if if if, if it generates views, they're going to be making money off of it." I said, I, "I'm like, look, people are wanting me to listen to your music, so whatever you want to do, go for it, like just do it." But right. they they just it, it, it still gets blocked. That's crazy. So that's crazy. Um, so. How did how did your your YouTube channel like change after that? So I, I, if you have that many views, so you got a million oh. views, 
Like, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure the subscriber level just went crazy, yeah. right? So yeah. How, yeah, it took about, off, right? How about change for you? Okay, so uh, a few things. So that was the end of June that that video started to take off. And what, then, what, year, what year is that? Like, what, 2020? No. 2020. 2020? I, I started the channel in April, right? I started the channel in April. The first video that I posted was Oceans, uh, April 24th, I believe it was. And by the 27th of June, the, cha- the channel had already enough enough subscribers so that I can monetize it, yeah. right? And, and, and just on ads alone, that first month of, of July, I mean, that first week of July, it, it closed off enough for me to be able to tell my, my stepdad, hey, you can, you can go now. Wow. Um, at least that's how I wanted to plan it. I wanted to plan. I, I had originally planned that once the channel got to a certain level where I could pay my rent and his portion of the rent, that's mm-hmm. literally all I wanted to do. Um, and that's still the goal because my, my, my brother left now too. So now, you know, more responsibility. But anyway, that's a whole different story. <laughs> um, in, in that July, on on the 4th of July, my step, on the 3rd of July, actually, my stepdad just completely lost it. He lost it, and I originally wanted to say, hey, I know you're not happy here. I know you're che- cheating on my mom, and I know you want to move on. You're free to go now. I got this, you know, because I felt like he was just he was just burdened with the household. So I wanted originally to, to ask him to leave that way, but on the 3rd of July, we actually had to call the police, and, and he said, I'm leaving, so he left, and I changed the locks immediately the next day because I didn't want him to, to, to regret that decision. And uh, since 2020, we've we've lived in, in relatively peace. Awesome. Uh, in peace. How's your mom since doing? Then. Uh, God's looking out. Yeah, she's doing well. Um, she's good. doing well. She's doing. She's doing. I mean, you know, still still struggle from time to time. You know, because yeah. like anything, the channel goes up and down. Uh, but I'm grateful because even though I'm not, I'm not living uh, a, a luxurious lifestyle. You know, I'm not. I'm just. I really am just making paying the bills and, and, and barely making it. Right. So we have our ups and downs. Um, but I'm grateful for it because my mom's more at peace. I mean, she was so stressed out. She was losing her hair. Um, you know, and and she's, she's more at peace. She's still a Mexican mother. So obviously she's not going to be a hundred percent at peace. Uh, (laughs) but, but as far as, as having a, a, you know, someone drunk and not knowing that they're going to be violent, you know, she's, she's, she's she's good. That's good. Um, that's awesome. So, um, so, all right. So, tell me about the air drums, man. <laughs> <laughs> the air drums. Um, I am. I, I I love drums. Yeah. I just love the drums. I never. I, I just don't have the coordination for it. I, I you know I, I'd I'd like to be able to move all my limbs you know differently, but I, I can't. So I air drum as much as I can, and <laughs> it's it's the heartbeat of every song. So I love sitting there in the in the heartbeat and then watching and listening well for me it's spatial so i'll sit there and, and the drums will be in the middle unless the bass is like really stands out so then i'll sit in the bass but mostly i sit in the middle and and it's drums and then i'll hear the piano sort of moving around or i'll hear the guitar on the side moving around and it's it's all like a landscape for me mm-hmm. uh, of course it would be landscape i'm mexican um so it's a landscape, and I can hear the instruments moving around me. So I, I, I just love sitting there in the drums and, and feeling, feeling the drums. So Will I was just one of those songs that was that I love sitting in the middle and watching it circle around me mm-hmm. and the whale sound that I that I 
what I call the whale sound and all that. So air drumming. I'm yeah. a professional air drummer. Well, you, you look you look great doing it, man. You look you look like you know what you're doing. That's James is actually that's his like natural. That's the only thing I can do that I feel confident yeah. <laughs> that I can do. <laughs> he he says that, but he's all around great musician. I don't I don't know, but uh, what else do you play? I anything with buttons and knobs. I got into okay. the weird, I got into the weird world of electronics and synthesizers okay. when I was in college, going uh, learning about audio engineering and stuff. I played drums yeah. since junior high, so that's the okay. that's and I'm 28, so I I feel confident if somebody says, you know, what do you play, and I say I play drums, I feel confident saying that. Yeah. Pretty much anything I, else is like, I'll play synths, and, you know, basic melodies on some synths or a bass line or something, and uh, I yeah. got I got into the weird world of drum machines and all that kind of stuff. Which is a, it's a fun place to be, but it's a dark hole that just sucks yeah. you in and all that, and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But anything with strings, I'm not so, I never really took the time to get good at it. The coordination in the fingers is weird for me. But maybe the, we could trade. Yeah. If we could just, you give me like half of what you got, I'll give you half what I got. We'll be all right. Yeah, there you go. Then I'll be a well-rounded musician. I, I, I'd be able to play a, any instrument on the band. Yeah, for real. So, what are you doing uh, as far as music these days? Are you working on an album or anything yeah. like that, or playing in a band? Or when are you no, since, playing, since, like... sorry, go ahead. No, since COVID, I I stopped playing at parties. I, every once in a while, because I had a friend who played the accordion, and every once in a while, we will play like a little gig here and there. Um, I reacted to a band called uh, Boiling Point on, on the channel, yeah. and the lead singer uh, Eric Jokel and I became good friends. And I, I recorded the guitar part to one of his to one of the songs in his in his recent uh, albums. But other than that, I'm not I'm not doing I'm not doing much. I'm hoping to to get back into it and maybe maybe play. But I, I really like sitting and listening to music. So for the future, in, I guess in the future, I'd like to sort of maybe be a music consultant and and mm. and really listen to. To a song before it gets put out, yeah. to be able to say, okay, I, I like this, I don't like this. Maybe if you're going for for this emotion, maybe add like you know the heartbeat drum or you know, little little things like that. I, I'm big on sound design. Whenever I hear a yeah. song that I could hear that they that they put thought into sound design, you know, where they say something about like like flying in the sky, and I could hear a flute, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and it passes as it passes by. I love that stuff. It's like it's like it, it, because I'm a visual person. It's like making a movie in my head with nothing but audio. Yeah, and and, and I love that. Like all the attention to detail that goes into a song. Yeah, that kind of stuff I, is the other stuff that I kind of learned how to do over the years, which isn't really an instrument, but it's definitely like a musical skill. It's oh, just production stuff, yeah, and that's a yeah. tough thing to explain to people when they say, "What what what do you do?" Uh, to totally, be, <laughs> yeah, it's tough to explain production to non music production people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if you've ever been to Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, not in Hollywood. You? No, never made it. No? I've been to oh. the Universal or, thing in Florida back in the day. Have you, Pastor? No, I haven't. I, I, we was going to go oh. there one time, but uh, we we didn't make it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I remember when I was a kid, we had a field trip, and and we went there, and they put brought us into this sound studio, and they showed us how they make all the foley, like so thunder, and like, they had like this metal 
yeah, you know, yeah. little metal disc or whatever, mm-hmm. and they would make thunder or they would record footsteps, you know, because they couldn't get that when they were filming. So they added all those sounds at the end. And I always thought, that, well, that's really cool. You know, mm-hmm. they're adding rain sounds and lightning and all that stuff. And, and, it, and they do the same in music sometimes. They, they add little yeah. little things that, that just give the song depth. It's not just a sound all the way through from beginning to end. It, it, one, it of my, uh, one of my audio teachers back in college, he was a... Uh... He, um, one of the things he would always say, or I don't know why he kept saying this so often, but, uh, he would say, cause the whole idea was whatever you're recording, whatever instrument or whatever the thing is, it needs to sound the best it can be was like the point he was trying to get across. So he's like, so whether it's a bass it needs to be the best sound of bass, if it's a drums, the best sound of drum. And then he would always go, I don't care if you're recording a well fart. It needs to be the best sound of the whale fart. <laughs> that was just something he would always say. It would always work his way back in there as whale fart. <laughs> yeah, because you don't just want, you don't want you don't want to just add a bunch of instruments, right? Like like you take like a song like Imagine. It's just piano. Imagine if if that song had drums and violins and also I mean I'm pretty sure somebody somebody's made it that way. But sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't have to have every instrument. Sometimes it could just be a guitar, yeah. you know, plucking away. If it, if you if it's in the recording, it has to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point? If you're yeah. just doing single chords, you know. Besides your grandfather and the guitar, are you self-taught, or did you did you go to school for any of it? No, self self-taught. Wow. Well, once my grandfather taught me all the chords, because I had him, I had him a, a whole month that he was just teaching me a few chords a day, and then once I learned all the basic chords, it's only 21 chords. You know, once you learn all those basic chords, he showed me how they work with each other. And he taught me like the, the popular song, like a birthday song that you play in Spanish, Las Mañanitas. And he showed me how to play it in one key. And then he showed me how to play it in a different key. And so I learned how, you know, how to do the one, four, five. Mm-hmm. And from there, I just started to, to train my ear a little bit and learning to, to play songs by ear. Um, and then the internet. So, you know, you can cheat and, and, and learn a lot of songs on the internet now. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I, but I, all of that music, guitar, the ukulele, a little bit of drums, um, even like with video editing, I self taught. I, I wasn't, I wasn't a very good student, if I can be honest. <laughs> video once I, once I had really a guitar. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Once I, once I had the guitar in my hand, uh, math, Forget it. Yeah. English. I, mean, <laughs> I was. I tell people I was bad at math, but I was gooder at English. You know. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Nice. That's good. <laughs> so video um, editing. What are you doing with that? Are you doing? Are you like shooting videos or anything like that for people? Or is it is that some some uh, way you like supplement income? Yeah. So before before the channel got started, I was working with a dentist who created a, an app. And he needed instructional videos. So what he would do is he would screen record how to, you know, how to order a dentist to your home or whatever. And he would do his voice. And then he would send me that file and I would then chop, chop it into pieces and make his three minute video into one minute video and then do a voiceover to it. Exactly. Um, the person, his, his developer had a real thick uh, Indian accent. So he didn't want his voice. So I would, use my voice and I would make them as videos. And then I, I also worked at a restaurant and I was, I would, I was doing all their social media stuff. And so video editing was, was what I was doing before. That's why when, when I was sitting there wanting to, when, when I heard, when God was telling me to start the channel, 
I was like, but I don't know how to get started. He's like, you, you do video editing. You know, you know video editing. You have you have your phone. Mm-hmm. Don't don't act like you don't know how to yeah, how yeah. to piece a video together. You know. Yeah, and so, these days yeah. with the phones, man, the camera quality. Is so yeah, oh there, yeah. There's so yeah. many projects where people are like, look, and I did it on my phone, and yeah, it looks great. I've been I've been doing some stuff lately on my phone, um, but every once in a while I have like oh, people that I worked with before. Like recently, I have a, a guy who owns a print shop in Downing. He's opening up another print shop and he wants me to go and, and do some videos. So yeah, I'll I'll do it from time to time. Yeah, that's very cool. So what's the direction of the channel now? What do you, what do you, you know, what do you see God doing in, in your channel? And I know you've done some, like you said, you've done some different Bible studies and the, and the, the, the lady on the channel that comes in and out at times, is this your, who is this? Oh yeah. This is uh, Erica. She's my girlfriend. Oh, that's your girlfriend. Okay. Yes. Let me ask you about that. So what was the dynamic in y'all's relationship when you were <laughs> atheist and she was Christian? Like, you know, cause you know, as Christians were taught, don't, don't be unevenly yoked, but I, I mean, in this situation, it worked out. You worked out for you, right? Because she was just planting those seeds, playing that music in the background. But was it? What was the dynamic like with you guys when when you wasn't serving God? Uh, you know, our relationship has has been about. It's big on freedom, about allowing the other person to just be who they are. And I would, even though Christian music wasn't my thing, I'd let her play. Why not? It made her happy. It put her at peace. You know, it was. The, the energy in the room or in the car was 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 peaceful, so so why not, right? And then when I'm listening to my flamenco music and it's mm. nothing but screaming, you know, or when I'm listening to metal because I, I like metal, um, you know, when I'm listening to metal, she she I won't say she tolerates it, but you know, she gets into it now too, you know. So <laughs> it's about it, it was it was about like her being free to be whoever she was, and and me not saying like why do you listen to that like Christ, you know. I was well at the time I wasn't an atheist, but I wasn't a Christian. Uh, you know, at all either. Um, I did have my reservations, but I just let her be who she who she was. And and even though I was spiritual and I had my 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 relationship with God, it wasn't so much with Christ, but it was with with what I consider. Now that I I see um, how you all, uh, now that I know uh, Christianese, you know, the Holy Spirit or or the Father, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been my relationship. I didn't know who Christ was. So with her going, with her listening to that every once in a while, she'd watch her church online and I'd just sit there and, and watch it with her. I, I think it's, it's been open. It, it, it was about, it was for me, at least, I, I don't know, I, I can't speak for her, but for me, it was about me being open to whatever it was that she, she was into because I love her and, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to change her. I didn't want to, to get her to move away from, from God because I wasn't in love with God in the same way that she was, it was, it was very much just allowing her to be herself. Right. So in your bio, you say that you consider yourself uh, a student of Christ, whether that means you're a Christian or not yet is to be determined. Um, can yeah. I just, just let us just share your heart on that a little bit? <laughs> I, I, for, huh, okay. My heart, not my mind. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me shift here. Um, Okay, so I love God. God has always been present with me since I was a kid. Um, he taught me his biggest, the biggest lesson that I've learned from God is to be still. And for me, the 333 has been a thing of just me being still. Every single time that I either a light flickers or, or I see the 333 or it just like it becomes obvious that it's everywhere, it's a call for me to be still. 
And when and in that stillness I, is where I receive guidance. It's where I receive uh, comfort. It's where I receive uh, peace that I'm looking for. It's 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 there. It's here in this in in, in that moment. Um, when when I received the call to check out Christian music, I I feel it was more than just the music. Obviously, it's using the music as a as a hallway into a relationship with with Christ. Um, we talked about not having that father figure. We talked about, you know, struggling with, with, with myself and, and understanding my emotions and, and wanting to, and not having that, that, that archetype, that, that goal, that image, that person to, to emulate. Um, I feel like he led me to see what Christ is doing and not so much what Christians are doing, because if I look at what Christians are doing to me, I'm like, okay, well then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to church. And then when I leave church, I'm going to be a completely different person because I'm going to be converted and not transformed. Come on. So, uh, you know, and, and, and I, I hope I'm not coming across as offensive, but that was just, honestly, that was, I'm being honest. That, right. that was my, my, my view. Um, but then I'm looking at, <clears throat> at shows like the chosen, right? I'm an amateur. So I don't know if that's a hundred percent an accurate representation of Christ. Right. But I do like what I've seen. Um, when I read things, when I read things like the red letters, when I read things like his prayer to, to the father and what he prayed for, for us, I, I, I have a deeper look into his heart. When I look in, into, when I read like uh, the Sermon on the Mount, you get a deeper look into his heart. And when, when I see things like him praying, when I see things, when I read things about him saying, uh, the most important commandment, well, the one that really moved me was, if you love me, you will obey my command. Mm. Because those who don't love me will not obey my command. And that's, that, that alone is super powerful. It's just, if you love me. So then, so then it, it, it raises the question, do I love Christ? Do I, do I know who he is? Because as far as I'm concerned, I always followed the Father. The Father led me. I had, uh, um, do, do we have time to, to, to insert a little story there? Yeah, we got as much time. Much time as you want. Okay, so when after like about ten years of my atheism, I was just fighting God, fighting God, fighting God. Um, someone told me like that I was too intense, and they're like, "Have you ever tried meditation?" And I'm like, "Meditation, like what the Buddhists do, you know?" And, and like, "Yeah, well, yeah, kind of." And I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's nonsense too. It's God stuff, you know." And uh, and they said, "Well, you should try it." So I was like, All right, "I'll try it just to prove that it's stupid, <laughs> that it's dumb." So I sit there, and I'm like, "Nothing." I go, "See, nothing." And they said, "You know what?" And they reminded me of something. They're, they're like, you don't do, you don't go into meditation, prayer. You don't go into meditation to try to receive something. You go into it to let go of something because it's obvious that you have something you want to let go. Mm. So I tried it again. Nothing. I'm like, this is dumb. So I went to I went to shower, and I was under the water. And and Pastor Chad, who I talked to before, he said he pointed out that that was my baptism. He, you know, I was sitting in there in the sh- I was standing there in the shower. And finally, I said, "Okay," I said, "Okay, God, I'm I'm done. I, I know you're there. I know that you're there. Obviously, it's so obvious that you've been guiding me, that you've been, you know, looking out for me, getting me out of bad situations. I know that you're there." I said, "I'm tired of fighting you. I'm tired of fighting your people. Uh, I give up. I surrender. Like if if, if 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 you're there, and it wasn't a demanding thing. Like if you're there, show yourself to me. It was like if you're there, I, I'm I'm here." I'm here if, if you want to show me that you're there. I'm open. 
And then again, that warm feeling in the pit of my stomach, that's always how it starts, that warm feeling in the pit of my stomach, and then a complete embrace uh, over me. And and I, I guess the main topic here is the growing up without a father. I didn't know what it was like to be held by a father. My grandfather, yeah, she hugged me, but it wasn't like a, come here, like, I, I love you, fatherly hug. So I, I had no idea what that felt like. I had no idea what it feels like for, for a father to hug me. Um, and then I felt that warm embrace, and I was like, like okay, like, I, now I know why they call him father. Like, it really is this, this comforting embrace, this real, like, it's going to be okay, this protective feeling you know and i i'm sit, i'm standing there in the shower sobbing like a baby so much that like even the water feels foreign to me like it was like i've never felt water on my skin you know before in in my life and i said well before that happened i said but, but please 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 whatever you do don't send me to a church don't send me to a person i want you and i want you directly like i just i just want you and when i was feeling that embrace it said, not in words, but in that feeling, it was, uh, I, tr I guess I translated it into words, but it was an embrace that said, you, you don't belong to a person, you don't belong to church, you don't even belong to this world, you belong to me. Mm. You belong to me. And if you really want a relationship with me, um, you answer the call. When I call you, you answer. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you to move, you move. And if I tell you to be still, you be still. Mm -hmm. Just, just obey. So when, so when I'm listening, and when I'm, when I, now, fast forward to now, when I'm reading that, that says, "Those who love me will obey me." It raises the question: Do I love God? Yeah. And if I do, I will obey. Because it's clear that if I don't obey His command, then I don't love Him. Oh, so and cool. and the love that I have for Him is bigger than anything in in this world. So I will obey his command. And what is his command? His command is to love others as he's loved me. So I'm on the channel loving people. You know, I almost stopped recording when I was sobbing. And I'm glad that I didn't because so many messages, just like I get negative messages, I get so many positive messages. Like when I'm sitting here crying with you and I, and you just reminded me of God's love. You know, that, that those tears are, are reminding people that they're loved. Those tears are reminding people that God is there. Those those tears are reminding people that that the beauty of the music that that they that they listen to passively in church that they stand up and maybe sing along to that they didn't that they're hearing it in a in a in a new way. And you know this this one person, um, Jackie. I love Jackie. She's from the UK. She was struggling. She was she's seventy years old. She lived alone during the pandemic and. She was she she found a family in the channel, wow. and she was an atheist. Mm. And now she's like active in her church. She's going to Bible studies, and you know, um, so like I'm happy for her. Yeah. So when when I'm asked, I'm sorry, I went the long way, I, I, you know, with, with your question. But when I'm asked, am I Christian? I don't know how to answer that. Like you tell me, because mm. I don't want to say yes with my words if my actions aren't aren't in alignment. Wow. So you tell me, am I Christian? Yeah. Some people say yes, and I've got people telling me that I'm not because I haven't said this, or I don't mention Christ enough, or I'm not, you know, I'm not witnessing, or I'm not doing that. And if all that means, if it, that's what it means to be Christian, then I'm not, I'm not a Christian in so many ways. But if I'm a Christian in terms of 
of loving others and being obedient, then then yes, I'm a Christian. Can you? Um, I know you've been you've mentioned a couple times about uh, like people having a conversion and not a transformation. So could you tell me kind of what that's looked like in your life once you, uh, you know, after all the reckless love stuff and after you, you know, don't identify as an atheist anymore, what did the transformation in your life look like? Um, it looks like it, it, surrender, mm. complete surrender. Because it, 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 if someone is dealing, and, and when I say addiction, when I mention the word addiction, I don't just mean like drugs and alcohol because anything can become an addiction. Even like, uh, you know, narcissism, sarcasm can even be an addiction. Um, but a- any addiction of any form, anything that you that you want to move away from that, that that leads you to the church or leads you to God, anything you want to move away from, if you are using God as an as a to to replace that addiction and now all of a sudden it becomes an image it becomes an idea it becomes you know you're you're talking about god but it, it's it's only an idea you know you're going to church but you're still swearing you're still you're still lying you're still cheating you're still doing all these other stuff that's that's just conversion to me that that mm-hmm. transformation says i give all that up i'm dead to who i was and i'm a new person i'm a new person now and even though some of that residue is still with me and i'm and I'm tempted to lie about something, correcting that course or, or acknowledging or witness, not, not acknowledging to another person, but openly saying, God, I did, didn't I? Like I, I, I slipped up there and I, and I lied, like m- remove that from, from my life. Not, not just, not just beat myself up because I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner and do nothing about it, but really, really sit there and be transformed and, and to be moved that your heart is, is made new and and that your life is for me well i'm going to speak for myself i don't want to say you because i don't want to in, install this into people but for me it's been about removing who i am and and saying it's not my life you gave me this i didn't create this life i'm not sustaining myself i don't you know yes i feed myself but i don't make the plants grow i don't make the rainfall uh, i don't make my environment provide for me that's provided for me because of you so it's not my life it's, it's yours and and I can either live it the way that I want to, and I could yeah I could start a band right now. I could start a band right now, and with the with the following that I have, I'm pretty sure that I could write a song, and I'll I'll have people supporting supporting that, and 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 move to to, to bigger thing to other things. But that would be what I want. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm my mode is what do you want? Because there have been times where I wanted to quit, man. Because there's people who are just so negative, so. Like they're like, oh, this guy's fake. He's crying for the views, and I'm like, you have no idea what it took for me to not post that. You have no idea what it took for me to not post that, to be vulnerable and open. And here you are, taking. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving an open. My chest is wide open, and you're just trying to jab at it. You know, it, it, it's it's difficult. So anyway, I'm I'm zigzagging here, but that transformation is the complete death of who I was, and 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 truly being reborn into something something new and letting and and chipping away at the parts that still want to cling to me from my past Mm. well it's good so i seen a i think it was a a live video with you and a pastor that reached out shortly after some of these videos went viral right um how how important was that guy reaching out to you at that time or i think he was a pastor what was his name pastor 
Pastor Chad? Was that Pastor Chad? I think I, I think it yeah. was. Um, how vital was that for you to to really understand like the purpose that God had for you and for Him to speak into your life a little bit? And then where is He in your life now? Um, well, we we become good friends. <laughs> Uh, I haven't spoken to him in a, in, in a while, but he's busy because he's building another church, um, or he, he's renovating his church. Um, but how important was it? it? It was scary for me, to be honest, because I was opening the door that I had shut a long time ago, and I was putting myself in a position of, of possibly being hurt again. Mm. And so that that was scary for me. And... And even well, as an atheist, I, I, I never ran into a loving Christian, mm. you know. And maybe that was my fault. I'll take responsibility for that because I did come across harshly. But never in my life have I ever come across uh, someone that was that was genuinely wanting to to um, to get to know me without judgment, without trying to look at me as a project. That this is the guy that I need to convert, and this is a guy that needs to know God. He was uh, Pastor Chad always came open, and he met me where I was, and it was never pushy. Like, dude, like, you know, I'd like to invite you to my church. He did say, I want to invite you to Texas and come, and, and I want to meet you, and I want to hang out with you, and he wanted to get to know me on a personal level, and I think that really made it comfortable for me to to be open to more uh, conversations with with Christians and more. Um, and and being open to just hearing more of the stories and all that. So, I um, I did re- I do remember him saying something. I don't know if it was that video or maybe even a follow up video of him saying like everybody wanted more of you at that point. They wanted for you to you know claim all these different things that you know us long term Christians or whatever was claiming. And he yeah. was and he was just like. Hey man, let this brother grow. You know, he he's just he he is where he is, and and I appreciated that so much because I haven't always been a pastor, you know, and it's it I, and I really tried to make myself see like he, he's where I was at one time. That doesn't mean that he has to be right. where I am right now. Yeah, and we put right. so much pressure on uh, young Christians and young people and expectations on their life when they're not ready to step into those expectations. Right. 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 And, and backing up into the conversion versus transformation, that that's part of it too. Um, when you're talking to someone about Christ and you're just inviting them to church and you want him, you want them to, to be a Christian, you could convert them right away and, and they'll be out there talking to, to, to Christian, to other people about Christ. The problem is that if they're not fully in, they're going to say the wrong thing yeah, or they they're going no to be idea. pushed right they're, they're going to be pushed to anger quickly um you know they're not going to know how to answer a question and then all of a sudden it's just going to make make all Christians seem like they don't know what they're talking about mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. whereas transformation for me it's more valuable for me to be able to love someone and to be happy and to be in in you know, positive you know, I'm not trying to be woo-woo and be all like, oh, positivity and love. And No, I- I'm trying to live it so that when someone says, dude, like, wh- what is it about you that makes you so forgiving when people have hurt you so much and you're so forgiving? Um, then I can tell them it's because the God that I have is forgiving and he's forgiving me for all the stuff that I've 
I've been through. And that sparks that curiosity and said, what do you mean? And now there, there's a transformation there. The opportunity for transformation happens there because it's like, I want to be like that. I want to be, I want to have that peace. I want to have that love. I want to, I want to be forgiving. I don't want things to bother me as much as they bother me today. And if the secret is to have a relationship with God, then that's what I want. Versus forcing someone to come to church and pushing them to, to, and talking to them about forgiveness and all this and stuff. And, and then having it just be in their mind, just, just an idea. I want it to be not just in their mind. I want it to pour into their heart and from their heart into their mind and into their spirit. And then that's, that, that creates a way of living that is more in alignment with, 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 with God versus just going out there yelling at people or preaching to people and, and, you know, forcing, forcing the Bible on them when, they they don't already believe in it, so why are you going to push it push them into something they don't believe? Rather than I, I say it's more important for me. I, I speak for myself to show them in my actions, in in how I live, and how and how I live, so that so that they could see. Okay, there's something about it. What is it? It's it's God. Yeah, and, I, and I, that's that's beautifully said. I mean, I, it has to be love and relationship to really change somebody's heart. You know, and that's what God has with us. And if we're going to reflect God's love and his relationship on us, then we have to reflect that same thing on other people. Um, so right. th- beautifully said, um, man, I mean, like, like we don't do that to people, right? You don't meet someone in the street and you're like, wow, it's a beautiful woman. Marry me. Let's go. Let's go to the church. <laughs> exactly. let's, let's go. Let's go to the church right now and let's get married. Like, oh, boom, boom. Yeah, you're married. But is there a relationship there? Yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, man, I appreciate you stopping by today, man. I just, just what a great, great conversation that we have. How can people support you? Where can they can find you on social media? All those good things. What's your shirt? Is that your is that your brand? Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you, what's the deal yeah. with this La, La yeah. Familia stuff? I love that shirt. La man. Familia. Um, where can, I, where can I go buy one? <laughs> uh, the link is on the description of every video, or there's a there's a store on, on, on the channel. But... um. Yeah, La Familia is just building a community of people supporting one another. We have a Discord channel where people can come and, and ask for prayer or offer prayer to other people. Um, you know, you can get private prayer with the prayer team, or you can just post it uh, publicly and then have everybody pray. We're, in, we're amplifying the power of prayer, um, which is something that I've been doing on, on some videos, asking people, like, if you have a prayer, make it in the comment section. And just wanting other people to, to offer prayer for those people, lift them, lift them up. Um, I'm not too active on, on Instagram anymore um, or on other social media. I'm really focusing on, on YouTube. So the best way to support is just to just to either subscribe and, and watch the videos. That's the, that's, that's the, what's the, what's the that's YouTube the channel? The YouTube channel is Leonardo Torres Music. Leonardo yeah. Torres Music. But you could just you could just type non Christian reacts to and <laughs> there you are. I told you'll see me crying. I told our our, our, our maintenance superintendent about, uh, about you coming on in our staff meeting this morning, and he was just like, "Oh man, like, I've been following that guy for a long time." He was super excited. I almost invited him in here uh, just so you, you guys could talk because he was super excited and was just talking about all these different videos, even the ones I haven't seen. And uh, so he's like a super fan, man. So shout out to Jimmy. Uh, he's one of our shout out Jimmy. Yeah, That's shout right. out to Jimmy. Um, well, very good, man. Thanks for stopping by. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, checked his videos out, go out, 
and we have I think we're in 17 different countries now and uh, in 27 different uh, states here in the United States so God is uh, able to use uh, your story in all over the world right now and uh, that's what that's what my prayer is that somebody heard something today if you had if you had to talk to uh, somebody right now uh, what would you just share your heart and, and let the people know uh, how how uh, you know whatever whatever God put on your heart right now just to close this okay. thing out well, I know that we live in a cold world, and I know that we live in a world that's full of, of, of violence and hatred and anger, and, and I know that sometimes it seems like it's not fair, um, and, and, and sometimes it's not, but um, just learn, learn to be still. Stay in that stillness. There's something, there's also love in the world, and and it's in you. And if you tap into that, if you are still enough and you let love, you let God love you and pour his love into you, um, let it pour, let it, let it just keep pouring and let it pour out of your heart so that when you meet someone in the, meet someone at the grocery store is having a bad day, even a simple little smile can turn things around. It might be cold, but you have some warmth. And you know, if you offer warmth to the world, you can start tipping the scales in favor of love and in favor of, of, of peace and in favor of, well, when we talk about love and we talk about peace, we're talking about God. So, so you tip, tip the scales in favor of God and, and the dark one gets a little bit uh, more light shine on, <laughs> on him and, and less darkness in the world. Very good. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks for stopping by and we love you. Refuge Project.